Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is The Spectre Pig by Oliver Wendell Holmes. The Spectre Pig is a ghost story, and thus appropriate for Halloween. It's a little unusual, I suppose, in that the ghost, as the title suggests, is a pig. Well, not a ghost exactly, because it's corporeal, but something perhaps scarier than a ghost, such as one might find in a modern horror movie. For those of you unfamiliar with modern slaughterhouses or their predecessors, the description of the slaughtering of a pig and hanging it from a beam for exsanguination was standard practice at the time Holmes wrote the poem and for generations before that. But let's get to it. Holmes wastes no time in telling the story, so neither should I. Let's listen. I'll only be reading it once, as a scary story should just linger in the unconscious once it's told. The Spectre Pig by Oliver Wendell Holmes It was the stalwart butcher man that knit his swarthy brow and said the gentle pig must die and sealed it with a vow. And, oh, it was the gentle pig lay stretched upon the ground, and, ah, it was the cruel knife his little heart that found. They took him then, those wicked men. They trailed him all along. They put a stick between his lips and through his heels a thong. And round and round an oaken beam, a hempen cord they flung, and, like a mighty pendulum, all solemnly, he swung. Now say thy prayers, thou sinful man, and think what thou hast done, and read thy catechism well, thou bloody-minded one. For if his sprite could walk by night, it better were for thee that thou wert moldering in the ground or bleaching in the sea. It was the savage butcher then that made a mock of sin and swore a very wicked oath. He did not care a pin. It was the butcher's youngest son. His voice was broke with sighs, and with his pocket handkerchief he wiped his little eyes. All young and ignorant was he, but innocent and mild, and, in his soft simplicity, outspoke the tender child. O oh, father, father, list to me, the pig is deadly sick, and men have hung him by his heels and fed him with a stick. It was the bloody butcher then that laughed as he would die, yet did he soothe the sorrowing child and bid him not to cry. O oh, Nathan, Nathan, what's a pig that thou shouldst weep and wail? Come, bear thee like a butcher's child, and thou shalt have his tail. It was the butcher's daughter then, so slender and so fair, that sobbed as if her heart would break and tore her yellow hair. And thus she spoke in thrilling tone, fast fell the teardrops big. Ah, woe is me! Alas, alas! The pig! The pig! The pig! Then did her wicked father's lips make merry with her woe, and call her many a naughty name, because she whimpered so. Ye need not weep, ye gentle ones, in vain your tears are shed. 
You cannot wash his crimson hand. You cannot soothe the dead. The bright sun folded on his breast his robes of rosy flame, and softly over all the west the shades of evening came. He slept, and troops of murdered pigs were busy with his dreams. Loud rang their wild, unearthly shrieks, wide yawned their mortal seams. The clock struck twelve, the dead hath heard. He opened both his eyes, and suddenly he shook his tail to lash the feeding flies. One quiver of the hempen cord, one struggle and one bound, with stiffened limb and leaden eye, the pig was on the ground. And straight towards the sleeper's house his fearful way he wended, and hooting owl and hovering bat on midnight wing attended. Back flew the bolt, up rose the latch, and open swung the door, and little mincing feet were heard, pat, pat, along the floor. Two hoofs upon the sanded floor, and two upon the bed, and they are breathing side by side, the living and the dead. Now wake, now wake, thou butcher man, what makes thy cheek so pale? Take hold, take hold, thou dost not fear to clasp a specter's tail. Untwisted every winding coil, the shuddering wretch took hold, all like an icicle it seemed, so tapering and so cold. Thou comest with me, thou butcher man, he strives to loose his grip, but faster than the clinging vine those twining spirals clasp. And open, open swung the door, and fleeter than the wind, the shadowy specter swept before, the butcher trailed behind. Fast fled the darkness of the night, and morn rose faint and dim. They called full loud, they knocked full long, they did not waken him. Straight, straight toward that oaken beam, a trampled pathway ran, a ghastly shape was swinging there. It was the Butcher Man. A good ghost story or monster story should have three elements, dread, humor, and pathos. The proportion of each element varies from story to story. Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House consists almost entirely of dread, whereas Mary Shelley's Frankenstein brings pathos to the fore. Edgar Allan Poe considered his stories to be comedies, and there are moments in both The Black Cat and The Telltale Heart that I can hardly read aloud with a straight face. When I have discussed The Spectre Pig with students, it's remarkable how their opinions differ as to whether dread or humor or pathos is foremost. Not that they all think there is some of each, but that some find it entirely a scary story, some find it funny, and some find it sad, and are dismayed that others think differently. I hope you enjoyed The Spectre Pig, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week.
by the fireside.